Here's Jerry. So, what's, uh, what's up? How you guys doing today? How's it going so far? Good. Um, I'm somehow not as tired today as I was yesterday. Um, maybe I got used to it a little. My voice didn't, though. My voice is slowly going away. <laughs> I see over five hours you guys been on here? Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is the first time I'm actually using Twitch. So it's going to Twitch, uh, Periscope, and like Facebook, a bunch of stuff on Facebook. So. Thank you. Nobody's really watching. There's like four people, but still. <laughs> people are coming in and out. I think I'm the viewer on Twitch. I don't know how to like make it really work on Twitch yet. I haven't really done anything on that yet. Uh, I'm not the technical guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, who are you and what do you do? My name is Jerry Chatlin. I am the creator of E4 Comics and the creator of, well, the creator and writer of the comic book called The Elements. Um, it's me. I have an artist that I work with named Jay Onagi, who does the artwork, and three other creators that work with me, either to give me ideas, edit, you know, co-creators, you know, stuff like that. So this is about, I want to say, six, seven of us that try to work together on this project, you know, and uh, as of right now, we have book zero, issue zero that's out. Um, that book was created uh, 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. The first time it was uh, put out there and, you know, we pretty much just sold local friends work, you know, and stuff like that. And we got pretty good reviews on it and stuff, but you know, it's literally this year because of what's been happening with COVID. It's why we've been on Instagram trying to like push it out, build the following and everything. And, you know, it's been working pretty well for us so far, you know, and uh, as bad as COVID is, there are actually, uh, you know, a few good things that's come out of it. I've got introduced to the indie community. I've been meeting a lot of great people that's been giving me pointers, helping me out you know, in the background and stuff. And I've made quite a few friends doing that. So I'm very grateful, you know, for that aspect of the indie community, you know? So right now I'm currently working on issue one, which I would say is about 90% done, which I would hopefully have out by next year, early next year. Are you running a Kickstarter or anything for that? Or are you just going to like... Yeah, I would definitely like to run a Kickstarter so that way I can just jump on making issue two and three right off the bat after releasing issue one. You know, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I was hoping to be able to do it before Christmas, like maybe early November, but then my artist broke his hand. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of important. <laughs> so that kind of, you know, held us back. So then it was like, even if I finished it now, do I really want to put anything out near Christmas? You know, like a Kickstarter. I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Like some people that say there's no bad time to do a Kickstarter. I think there's bad time to do a Kickstarter, and that's <laughs> one of them. Um, exactly. We, we have a guy, uh, he, was gonna, he was supposed to be on, but he's busy or something um, earlier, and he was trying to put his comic out, Donner Lane, and, last year, and it didn't. It didn't get funded because it was like good and it's just like around the holidays 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. That's the, that's the only reason. Like it, I think because I wanted it to get backed. I wanted it to be funded. Because he was going to put it on our platform if it actually got funded. So. Mm. So yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Then I was talking to someone, um, and they were telling me, you know what, you might even want to wait till February. Yeah. You give people like a month to recover. Like well, the get all the money that they're spending on their Christmas presents and things like that. Yeah, they got to pay off their credit cards first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, so we're, I'm not even thinking of doing a Kickstarter until. Uh, March, July, July, oh, March or July? Well, Mar- no, July, because that's our video game. So I was saying last year, though, like, I think when this holiday season came up, we were like, if we were gonna, our earliest one was gonna potentially be March. Yeah, we moved that all the way to like July. But February would probably be the first month I would like try to start doing it. Yeah, and, like, and even if you have like a horror comic or something, you don't need to do it in October. Like our horror anthology, um, the next one is planned to be on Kickstarter in September and it's going to go midway through October and end before Halloween so we can print it and get it out to people by Halloween. We're hoping. So, uh, yeah, we're planning way more stuff out um, in uh, the future and we're we're planning stuff uh, ahead of time, so we don't like you know step on our own shoes. Because that's the good thing about it is because you know now it gets me more time to investigate Kickstarter, how it works. I've been I can looking... recommend you to two podcasts, three podcasts that you can listen to or watch or whatever. Definitely, uh, our podcast, <laughs> SNC podcast, and then Breakfast Talk. Breakfast Talk is more for creators, I think. It's way shorter. It's uh, shorter episodes. So, like, there's actually ones on crowdfunding um, that we mostly focus it on. And then there's uh, uh, Beards and Comics podcast, which is Catalyst Comics Studios mm-hmm. or Studio. And they have a bunch of guests on that actually talk about Kickstarter and, like, they go into, like, the gritty grit and all that mm-hmm. stuff about that. You should definitely listen to like at least one of those podcasts. Um, you'll get also comics launch. So there's another one. The blog um, article too. In our blog article, I um so we failed on crowdfunding in general before. Yeah. And we know why now. Uh, mm. First, you have to build an audience. I don't even know how many followers you have on like social media in general. Um, mm. You're saying you're networking, so that's like a perfect thing to come out of your mouth. You, you should be networking. Um, you already have like an issue that you can like show people, so that's pretty cool. We mm-hmm. didn't have that. We had nothing. We, we were just like, we're a business. And they're like, what do you do? Yeah, we, we have comic coming, but we, we can't like show you yet. <laughs> <laughs> until we finally had money, like until I finally had money for art and all that stuff. So listen to like those podcasts or whatever. Um, I could probably recommend the exact episodes, not right now, but I could recommend the exact episodes for hours uh, that you could listen to. The SNC one is like longer. It can go from anywhere from like 30 minutes to like three hours, depending on <laughs> who mm-hmm. we're talking to. Uh, Beards and comics is usually an hour ish. Um, you can find them on like Spotify or anchor or whatever. Um, 
same with comics launch i i don't like completely listen to that i only listen to it in the beginning of like actually trying to succeed on kickstarter yeah and that did help uh that's tyler james and um uh you want to set like a goal that first you should do the math correctly because um we didn't do that in the beginning like i feel like the main thing people always talk to me about you know they're like you gotta make sure you do the math correctly and it's like what exactly is the math and they're like you know how much it costs to print the comic you know how much is like the mailing fee and stuff and i'm like okay but normally when I've looked at Kickstarter, you know, when I was originally trying to set up my Kickstarter, they give you a place where you can put shipping fee. Yep. Yeah. So, so <laughs> shipping. Okay. So first, <laughs> before that, um, so there's a guy, uh, he was going to be on this um, event, but he just didn't feel like it. Um, Russell Nolte, and he um, has succeeded multiple times on Kickstarter. I think he's the one that has a like a Kickstarter like calculator and you can actually figure out like a budget. Um, I know a few people that actually use that calculator and they have like weird amounts as their goal, but the weird amount is like on purpose. It's like, I need like $3,001 to fund <laughs> so, so something like that. Cause it all, it, it's like, like there's so much math that like people don't think um, mm. you have to figure out like shipping. Um, if you're shipping to, some places I know, if you're shipping like Ireland, it's gonna be twenty five dollars if you're in the U.S. I shipped to Turkey before, and I think it cost me like eighteen and change. Yeah, to the comic to Turkey, which I don't even think they got yet. Still, and this is like two months ago. You yeah. know, so it was like to the point I was just like, you know what? I feel bad. Here's the digital. You know, if you get the the hard copy, you get it or whatever. We got to figure out a better way to do this. Yeah, there's a guy that was in the states. Um, he lived in Virginia, but I didn't know he like moved and like it somehow never showed up by the time he got there. And I, I don't. Know. So he like lived in Virginia, and then it was sent to that address, and then like he never got it for some reason. I don't know what happened. It was the address that he gave me. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he moved to upstate New York again because that's where he's from. And um, he, I'm like, I'm gonna just send you stuff that you had that you were supposed to get. But so I still have to do that. But <laughs> but now that I remember, I'm gonna do it because um, he backed our first Kickstarter, and then like he just wasn't able to get the stuff because like it he didn't ever like he wasn't at that location. Yeah. <laughs> um. But shipping for that was like not that much compared to international. So international, um, it depends like where it's going. I, I'm not like a huge, uh, I know everything about all this, but yeah, I had to ship to Finland, Spain, the UK and Ireland and all of those was like $25. So that's a hundred dollars of just shipping and that's yeah. four comics. Well, there's more than one comic in the box, but yeah. Um, wow. Then you gotta make sure it's like packed the right way. So you have to buy the shipping materials that don't suck. Yeah, I received a comic book that I bought, and I had to hit the person up and tell them it was like, dude, number one thing you gotta protect your comic. Yeah. The mailman, you know, they they don't care about what the hell's in there. If they can fold it, they're gonna fold it, you know, crumble it, <laughs> roll it up, stick it in the mailbox. So I was like, you gotta stick it in between cardboard something. 
yeah. there was a there was a mailman that um he was like on the road and he was about to put the one of the comic books it's in a gemini like mailer one of those cardboard box um holder things uh that a lot of people use and i actually have like 200 of them here <laughs> um he was like i was going out to my car and he actually caught me when i was going to my car and i was like yeah yeah, yeah you're not putting that in the mailbox the mailbox is like this small yeah you know, you're not doing that so he's He's like, oh, okay. And then he just handed it to me. I was like, yeah, you're not going to destroy that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my, my, my book came in folded and stuff. And I was like, because the person only put it like in a plastic sleeve. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, <laughs> my book, the first thing they say is like, yo, we love the way you pack your book. This shows how much you care about it, you know, and stuff. And, you know, we really appreciate it. And I was like, yeah, my wife does crafting. You know, that's like her little side hustle. So she does like party favors, you know, and things like that. So her packaging is immaculate. Like it has to be perfect. You know, she won't accept anything less than that. <laughs> so. Yeah, you, you definitely do got to take care of it because I've gotten boxes that had boxes inside of them and had a hole punched through both of them. So it's like, <laughs> you know, if, if that's what can happen if it's a box, you can imagine what can happen if it's a piece of paper. So yeah, you definitely got to take care of it. Yeah, he he used to be uh, subscribed to this subscription thing for books called Mentor Box. And one time he got like a hole in the box, but it wasn't in or there was like something wrong with the book, but like the box wasn't completely destroyed. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, How did they yeah. even do that? It basically went through the outer box inside yeah. the inner box and then hit one of the books. Like, I don't, I'm like, did they shoot a spear gun at this? Like, what the hell did they do? Somebody punt this with a spike on their shoe? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> You see TikTok sometimes of like people acting like this is how FedEx takes care of your boxes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I do see like the comics that I back on Kickstarter and they're like by my landlord's door because people think that's my address, but I'm in the front of the building. Mm. And um, so they're just like laying on the ground and it, I'm like, you're so lucky that like the rain doesn't hit over near this part because then they would be drenched and then I would be sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got to uh, make sure ship like uh, shipping materials and all that stuff. So the price on that. So you have to figure that out. We we uh, had like a spreadsheet for all of this for the one that we just did. And I used it for uh, our horror anthology one, too. Oh. And our one guy, Matt, was like, you're really doing like a lot of math for this. I'm like, yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, asked, I was like, just being like anal about it. I was like, yeah, so like how much would shipping be? Like, wh who are you shipping with? He's like, yeah, we'll figure that out. I'm like, no, I want to figure out now. Mm. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go at, like Comics Ball Spring. And I was like, okay. So you have to figure that out. Like, who's your printer? And then you got to figure out what the price will be. And mm. All that. Um, then your goal, depending on if you want to make money back from like the art that you, you know, pay for. I don't know mm -hmm. how you pay for your art if you actually like do it. If you either do it yourself or if um, you don't care of making your money back. I have not really cared about making money back from like I pay out of my own paychecks to like yeah. artists. Um, yeah. I would like to not do that, <laughs> but um, that's, that's going to come at some point, hopefully next year. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, so I know some people say they don't make a profit until at least their like fifth book. 
Yeah. One person actually on here, uh, Luke, St Luke Stone, and he actually said that. He's like, yeah, I haven't really saw any profit until like my fifth book. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's you live and you learn. Like one of my biggest mistakes that I was telling someone last night, you know, I was giving them advice is when I did book zero and I was putting it out. I didn't really keep a track of a mailing list, emails, number. I didn't do anything like that, you know? It was just like people that I figured would be around by the time the next book came out. But I I guess I just never expected for the next book to be coming out like four years later. Yeah. You know, so all those people that were lined up waiting for issues, you know, for the next issue, I'm going to have to try and track down. You know, so yeah. now that I know this, you know, the people that recently bought Book Zero, now I have like their email and everything like that, and it's all set up for that. Yeah. You know, but it's uh -huh. hard. Like, damn, all those people that I did lose from back then, you know, I'm eventually gonna have to make up for it. So we had like two ver two or three versions of our first issue before uh, we went to remaster it for Seer Chronicles. And the first one, we only had like seven pages made, and then we're like, nope, <laughs> mm. that just like went away, and nobody will ever see that again. The only people that has have ever seen that were, were people that were on our website that were like, oh, this is part of their comic, that's cool. Oh, this is their comic. Um, <laughs> then uh, we got a different artist, and he was a bit better because he knew how to do like sequential, slightly. So he. Um, he just messed up a few things and like i messed up on my end like it was not as much of a script as it was like storyboard so that was kind of like yeah we should i should have like had it edited wasn't really edited. um the dialogue was just like just all over the place <laughs> so then we remastered, we're remastering that so that's why the new version of that's going to be like longer and it's just like so much better um we had to figure out all the math for that uh our goal was 1500 dollars, but we didn't need 1500 so we we like over um expected like what we thought was gonna happen mm -hmm. so i was like how many backers do you do we think we're gonna get i was thinking we're gonna get 200 we got pretty close to 200 <laughs> I was like, oh, I wasn't actually thinking 200. I was like, <laughs> being an optimist. So we got like 165 or something like that. And I was like, that's insane. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, a lot of those were digital, which kind of makes me happy because that's just money for like the next book or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're also going to add other things. So like, if you reach out to, um, we have are doing that. If you reach out to comic book stores that are like local, or if you have one that's still open, um, mm -hmm. I'll reach out to them and try to make like retail packages on your Kickstarter. Because I know mm -hmm. a few that do that, and they tell me why haven't you done that yet? Because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. Uh, Catalyst Comics, they do that, and they have like one store that they actually are like super loyal to um and we're gonna start doing that we actually have somebody that is uh opening a store like nearby where i am and she wants like all of the comics on our platform to be in there like printed 
So I was like, oh, okay, that's a lot of money. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so where's I going with that? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that's actually pretty good because um, I've been meaning to go to my local comic store and see if I could build like a relationship with them. See, like, you know, if I'd be able to put my book on their shelves, et cetera, et cetera, see, you know, get feedback, you know, how people feel about it, et cetera, in the area and stuff. Because, uh, you know, I, I was from Brooklyn, from Brooklyn, New York, and I, you know, not too long ago moved out to Long Island. So I'm kind of like still learning the areas and everything. So, well, and honestly, like, if you connect with uh, local comic stores, like, that, like they'll be the ones that'll help you know where a lot of the stuff you might not know where it is like so if, if there's like events or like small comic conventions or small gatherings like they also might know that those things like i, I would follow them on facebook see if they ever host events themselves see if they ever tag events and then like follow up with those people and kind of like you know mm -hmm. s uh, spider out your network mm. okay yeah, i definitely got to do that huh. Is that selling to LCS will really help grow audience if possible? What's LCS? Something comic store? Local comic store. Yes. Yeah. What's what's the L stand for? Local. Oh, okay. local. <laughs> it's not a riddle. Helicopter. Really gonna try knocking over the TV that's on the ground. Fucking cat. Um. Yeah. So yeah. You figure out the math. You figure out um, the all that other stuff. Ah. Okay. Was that <laughs> Just, an ad? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, technically, you can find it on the Sierra Nova Comics platform. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I was. We need. I have to like. Uh, Next time when we do this, I have to actually figure out like transitions and stuff. We need a collection of those. That's all. And then we can just yeah. put those between it. And that's why I want more. Um, favorite movie is Phantasm. Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, we, well, I tried we, watching we, the first one. We, we got like a, a video you can play that's like, uh, you know, Sierra presents and then you have like, you know, a series of video ads and then we can come back and then you do it again. Yeah. And yeah, we'll do that next year. Yeah. <laughs> next episode of Dragon Balls. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, internet things happen. Um, <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Kickstarter. Yeah, so like what do you think your goal would be for uh, yours? Um, uh, money goal probably I want to put like in the fifteen hundred to two thousand range, you know, to fully fund um two books because my comics are always that's like the standard that I put myself in. You know, I feel like it gives me because originally writing my comic, you know, I originally wanted it to be like an anime. I'm an anime guy, you know, that's how I always envisioned it. So when we decided to do it into a comic, it was kind of like, damn, how do you transition, you know, my imagination that I had for an anime to a comic, you know, where you go from motion to still pictures, you know, so while trying to keep the story, you know, as good as you can keep it. 
So I always felt like 34 pages gave me enough pages to do stories and then action, etc. So that's normally so with that and me painting an artist, it, it gets pretty pricey. <laughs> you know? It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, um, that's, that's how you show action. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it says. <laughs> I can't wait for like fighting scenes in our comics because we don't really have those yet. Mm-hmm. We have like a, a mugging scene in our original first issue, and that that's kind of changed in the the remastered version. But we don't have like really that like big of any kind of fight scene yet. But like yeah. I think the third, I think the third issue might. But Ink Two, our Solo Series Ink. The second issue has like fighting and like he actually uses his powers and stuff. I can't mm. wait to see that actually like in like a comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially since me, someone with like a martial arts background. So it's kind of like, yeah, I want to be able to see this motion, this motion, and this motion. So you have like one move that'll take up three, four panels alone yeah. you know, and stuff because I'm trying to make it detailed. And, you know, my artist is like, you know, I can keep doing this, but I'm just letting you know, like, your comedy is going to be, like, 60 pages long. If we keep <laughs> so. That's where you got to get those, um, like, some some of the cool ways you can get around that's just not so many pages is you get one of those, like, splash pages, and then mm-hmm. you have multiple small panels where, like, it shows the progression of a single move for one page. And you mm-hmm. just get one epic movement, and then you can get a lot of, like, you know, potential talking done. That's why in anime they're always talking while they're fighting. Because yeah. it originates from the manga, and so they had to talk while fighting because they want to show epic fights, but they have to have the story progress. Yeah, the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know, Just for example, like, if you look at this bottom fight scene here, and it's like between Shock and uh and uh Odious, the twins, one of the twins. Epic. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I wanted him to like sweep his leg and he regain his balance with his hand and do like a spin kick while on his hand, you know, so awesome. <laughs> you know, so it's like panels like that and stuff. So but I, I've been I've been lucky. I've been finding like artists because unfortunately the artists that helped create issue zero, we couldn't get back for issue one. So it's like a whole different issue one's gonna be a whole different art style and everything like that. And like I said, we create and we learn from our creation. So there's going to definitely be a lot of uh, difference and stuff. So, you know, and plus when we originally created issue zero, issue zero is the biggest, um, what do you call it? I guess you can say a spoiler. Oh. <laughs> that's exactly what issue zero is. It's a spoiler. So that's why once issue one is out, issue zero is like gone. Like I'm printing it no more. You know, it's because like a pilot episode that went a little over the top so that you could sell the product. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh what we used for that reference is for example, how I got into Naruto. I was literally just changing the channel one day, stumbled onto Cartoon Network. And I saw the episode when uh, Rock Lee was fighting Gara in the exam. And that got me hooked. So right then and there, I was like, yo, what is this? Yo, let me go back. And that's when I watched the whole series, you know, and it's because we create this issue zero. 
we put a lot of dramatic stuff in it, fight scenes and everything, hoping to catch people's eyes to make them go, Wait, what's this about? How did this start? And now issue one will come out and be like, okay, this is how it begins. And eventually the story will get back to what issue zero is and continue from there. You know, so that's why it's like, oh man. So when we eventually get back to that, it's going to be a bit different, but you know, nonetheless, the, you know, the same. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, people that have issue zero is going to be like the biggest, it's the biggest spoiler to the comic. <laughs> you know? That is a very interesting way to do it, though, because like for anyone who like doesn't know if they want to get into comics or, you know, manga, like to like create their own. If you just create one epic one and push it as hard as you can to see if there's even an audience for it, like that's a really good, um, you know, kind of like MVP, you're like throwing it out there just trying to get like, a, you know, a, a test of the market. And if they like it, then you can go, all right, let me break the whole story off of this. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And it's like, now I'm just trying to be patient. Like, you know, since I'm the writer and I've been writing this for a long time, so I, I have like enough writing to like make 15, 20 issues. So now it's just pretty much just waiting for the art to catch up with the story, you know, so. Yeah. Sometimes I'm saying to myself, maybe I should hire like two, three artists. I'm like, yeah, you can't afford that. So <laughs> that's not going to happen. So yeah, I have two, two art teams, but like how we space things out now is it kind of helps my wallet. <clears throat> um, uh, I have Adam Fields that does he does like all of our solo series and I have the same colorist for everything. Mm. And I have, I have an anchor. That's the anchor for our seer Chronicles story. Cause that's like our main story. And then everything else is branched from that. So there's mm. solo series, but like those will all connect at some point. We have, we're like super big on world building. I don't know if you've watched any of this yet or you've ever seen anything that we posted or Yeah. We're like super big on that. So we have a video game that's coming out next year. Um, that's one oh. of the things we're doing. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, that connects to our comics in a form. So, hmm. yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I tried hooking up with an animator, and people have told me that, you know, animation's pretty pricey, you know, and. Oh, now I'm starting to see how pricey it really is because I've I've gotten different numbers. I've gotten for sixty seconds, uh, twenty four hundred dollars, two thousand, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, price yeah, I'm there. Like, I don't know what's the average, so I don't know if this person's like overcharging me, not overcharging me. So that's why I'm kind of just been acting around, you know. So it's just like I'm kind of nervous to you know, really get started into the animation and stuff. And I want to make sure that this person is able to at least capture similar artwork like yeah. my is doing. Um, we want to eventually do uh, like animated and live action shows and movies and stuff um, based off our comics and just other things that we can think of. Um, I'm actually trying to learn Blender so I can like my goal for Blender is to make an animated like movie myself, like a short animated film. Mm -hmm. So I'm slowly getting there. Um, I don't know animation yet, so mm -hmm. I can't help you there. 
But <laughs> I can make a donut, but with no sprinkles. So <laughs> and it looks just like a Simpsons donut. Mm. I'm also trying to learn Unity so I can help our uh, game developer. So it's not just like my friend Scott doing everything. Mm -hmm. I'm also trying to find another person to help Scott as well. Uh, they would like add the textures to the buildings and stuff like that. Just so he he's not like burdened with every single thing. Little detail, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I have like my artist, he does he does pretty much almost everything. He does the coloring, the the line work, you know, the writing and everything. You know, I just literally let's write the script out. He reads it, you know, I send it to my editor, he makes sure everything is good. Sends it back, and then we, I send him page by page, box, box by box, detail in the box, how I want it, et cetera. And, you know, from that, he's able to bring it to life. That's good. I started, I wrote up to the Seer Chronicles, I wrote up to issue five. Four and five are shorter than the first three. The th third one, uh, like, hasn't gotten edited yet, so I, I could be saying that right now, but it could be, like, chopped in <laughs> multiple pieces because of... Dylan, um, <laughs> but four and five were actually shorter because the sixth one is going to be right now. I have it as like a hundred page graphic novel because that ends two arcs. That's probably going to be changed too, but it's still ending those two arcs. It might be shorter than what I have right now, but I made like a table instead of actually wrote the script out. I actually just made a table and I have like motivation of the character who what characters are in that scene plot point stuff like that and then mm -hmm. i have what brings them to the next scene so that plot point would bring you to what and then i write in like oh this is what that's gonna go to um it i already have basically all the those tables actually are written all the way to issue 11 there's 12 issues in the first story arc of the seer chronicles so that's um actually helping me like so when i go to actually write them i'll be able to be like oh well, i can just look at this table and add the dialogue that needs to be added hmm. instead of be having to think up the entire story <laughs> i'll be like oh no this is what's gonna happen i already have it written <laughs> what you have 12 issues uh it's 12 for that and then because it's it was from a 12 over a 1200 page story that i wrote and i had to break it down into like comics comics yeah um so that whole 1200 page story is uh pieces pieces of that are solo series so i made a timeline uh like last week for all of our stuff and uh like where each year like where everything would take place so like the story starts in like this year. I don't want to say the year because that kind of is a spoiler. But um, it, it ends in like this one year, uh, a couple years, you know, in the future from now. But um, the story is still going to like continue after that. It's just like a different, you know, story. Um, but yeah, it's like a trilogy. Like a it's a twelve hundred page trilogy, but it's way over twelve hundred pages, like in comic book form. Uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, just yesterday. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> since 2017. Well, 2014, I was writing it, oh, and then, yeah, yeah uh, I I found Dylan 20 
15, 16, 2016. And then like, it took a year, like, like a year to, uh, I was like texting him and stuff Then we met and, uh, all that we made the company like the LLC and stuff. And from there we, you know, are here. We have a Comic-Con where I'm slowly losing my voice. Um, yeah. How much longer are you guys going? Another day. Wow. <laughs> I bought the alcohol that I had to get, so we're drinking tomorrow. Did you and find that weird that uh rum chata? Yeah. yeah. I got oh, the shot glass. I got I've never had that. I don't know what to see if they have it in the stores. Yeah. I, I first walked into the liquor store because I don't I don't drink really. So yeah. people are gonna be able to see me drunk because I don't really drink. <laughs> um, and uh yeah. Hopefully that doesn't burn my throat because if my voice isn't gone before then. <laughs> so uh, where can people find you? I am on Instagram at E4Comics. I am on Facebook at E4Comics as well. Um, you can find the link to my comic at E4Comics, www.e4comics.company.site. Or normally I just link most of the posts that I post about the comic. You know, I link uh, the website to it as well. So, you know, like I said, I've been uh, um, talking to a lot of other creators and stuff and looking to do other things on the side as well. And, you know, like I said, I've been building, building the following. We're up to what? About 2,900 followers, you know, and still trying to move forward and stuff, trying to get the word out there. And hopefully the Kickstarter will also help do that as well. You know, so people have been hitting me up for a few years waiting for the next issue. And I think they waited long enough. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so hopefully I'm definitely not going to be waiting another four years to continue the series. Like I plan to jump right into the next one right after this is done, you know, so Oh, another secret thing is that uh, we actually planning. I was part of um, my character was part of the uh, the beatdown, the indie dispatch beatdown for last month. It was Shock versus Helios. Yeah, you know, I've been talking to uh, the creator of Helios, Sammy from Eminence Comics, and I would like to do like a mini comic of it. You know, maybe like a six to ten page of it of the actual fight scene. You know? So, look look forward to that. <laughs> you know, maybe that will come out on the Kickstarters or something. Who knows? We yeah. see how we can get with that. If you're looking too to get more funding for stuff, you're saying that uh, your wife does crafts. Mm -hmm. Like you know, getting some like li little custom made stuff for your comics because very often, and we've talked about this before much of the money you can make from comics has nothing to do with the comics, like the physical comics. It's everything else to do with yeah. comics. This, so yep. You're talking about animations, but something you can do potentially quickly is just make little crafts that are, you know, even if it's stickers, like people like stickers, like just something that you can make in bulk that like people can support if they already like your stuff and they already own the comic. They don't need a second one. You sell yeah. all the little things to all the people who already enjoy the comic. And mm -hmm. that's a way to fund other comics being made. Yeah. That's why we're looking also to putting out, you know, shirts, sweaters, you know, and stuff like that as well. Uh, masks, 
you know, cup images, you know, just things like that. But like I said, it's it's this year when we really started going hard. So yeah. we're learning everything. Yeah, definitely the little knickknack stuff. Though the reason why I say that, aside from just shirts, because like I know personally, I have about three thousand shirts. So like, <laughs> I, I, I'm already, I'm already shirted out. <laughs> so unless you get like, if you give me a shirt that's super comfortable, I'll wear it. It doesn't matter what it says on it, right? This is an Old Spice shirt. I got yeah. free in like a box of Old Spice like shampoo and stuff. It's so damn comfortable. I wear it all the time. I love this. Yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah. But when it comes to stuff like little knickknacks, like little little toys and stuff like i got i got like these little things like laying around you know it's a tiny little thing i can put it on a bookshelf right yep. so like if you get little knickknack stuff like um they have uh there's a whole company based around this called loot crate that they mm -hmm. sell like a collection of random things like pins yeah uh, you know small little coasters whatever but like the little stuff that you can leave around. Some people like bookshelf fillers, you know what I mean? Stuff that they can put on their bookshelf that looks cool. So that's the reason why I suggest that one. Cause like I said, shirts, shirts are good for the fans that really want to wear your merch and show it off. But mm -hmm. for like the people that just like the comics and they'd like to show support and don't want to fill their dresser drawers, don't mind filling their bookshelves with cool little, you know, things that are hanging out, you know? Just looking at them. So, you know, find somebody with like a 3D printer, get some characters printed out, or, you know, get some cool little fun stuff like that. Definitely. We're looking to, to all that. I actually wanted to make a, a Funko on my head, but yeah, that's not. <laughs> that, that's a, you, but like those 3D printers, we're, we're still, that, that was something we came up with like two years ago, and we're still looking into it. Like, we want to buy a 3D printer have our characters 3D modeled out, which Greg is working on learning 3D modeling. So if he if he can figure out how to model out our characters in 3D, we can print little figurines of our characters, you know, low res kind of thing. They don't need to be hyper detailed, but little little figurines. And then we, you can ship those out uh, as little, you know, trinkets, you know, sell them for five, $10 a piece. Someone can put those on a shelf. They know it's supporting the creation of the next comic. And so you don't need Pop Funko, but you could literally make your own little bobblehead style, you know, uh, 3D printed thing. And if you don't know how to do the 3D modeling, you can grab someone who does and find someone who does 3D printing. And maybe if we get our 3D printer first, maybe we can be your, your 3D printer. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I would definitely wouldn't mind giving the money to, to other indie creators, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike's talking about the Sheebies. Yeah, my, like my brother has um, a bunch of uh, album artwork that he's getting made done for various uh, things he's released, and he has a he has the little Sheebies on it. There's like big headed, uh, the big headed anime style characters, like when they're super exaggerated facial. Yeah, I, I put one of those out. You know what's funny is that my wife was talking about making stickers of them, but the person that I originally used to make the the artwork for the Chibis you know, was one of like those artists who's like, yeah, I don't want you selling my merch. You know, you can use it to put on your website, you know, blah, 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 but I don't want you using it to like make money off of it. You know, it's like, all right, cool, fair enough. But, you know, now been discussing it, it's just like, all right, so if we're looking to continue to make, like you said, little knickknacks and everything, it's like, if I'm paying you to do my artwork, you know, I should be able to do what I want with it. You know, I get it. Some people want to, some people don't want to. That's fine. That's something that we definitely from this like point out. It's something that we're going to have to settle with 
side people that we decide to use for the art merch, you know, and stuff like that. So we don't yeah, it's run a bit weird for someone to add, like if it, if you're if you're paying for artwork, you're paying for artwork. It's not like you're paying for the license to use the artwork. So if you like, I I would. If there's any artist that's asking you to do that, you know, you should be like, okay, well, I want a discount on the price then. Like, yeah. use it for whatever I want. That's really weird. Like, how else? Well, some people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because yeah. like, like, that's the thing is, like, really, if, if they're not letting you use it for other stuff, you should actually be able to ask for a discount. I would definitely throw that out there and say, listen, I got to make more money so that I can afford to pay you more for more artwork. So either I can use this for merch or I want a discount. <laughs> That's how I would toss that out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that was kind of going through a situation like that, and it was for the artwork for his comic. And someone was helping him draw the characters and everything, and it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, just to let you know, I don't want you like using my art to yeah, sell. Especially if it's not said in the beginning, too. If it's not said like yeah. <laughs> for it and there's no former, uh, formal agreement beforehand, written or verbal like i would i would be using whatever i want like one of one of our artists draws um what's it called like the front and side side view of our artist or of our characters and yep. like i'll be able to take that and then 3d model base off of that and then sell and sell little uh, figurines like yeah. for the art like that's all i'm you know i don't I, I, if they want to retroactively say oh by the way you can't make characters with that i'd be like get out of here like we already bought it like if yeah, you have to like download the, the the law on it, you know, and stuff and like read up on it to well, see no, like, like, unless they unless they said it beforehand, they can't yeah. tell you that you can't use it. You paid for the art. It's like paying for someone to put in plumbing and they're like, Yeah, but you can't flush, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not how artistry works. Like and like once you pay for a service of artwork, you own that artwork. Like it's yours now. Like I like my brother's music is the same that like like especially like for example because the opposite's also true like if you hire a music producer or sorry if you work with a music producer and you do not pay them the producer owns the master mm. they own the, the 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 master copy until it's paid for once it's paid for they don't own any of it like their name can get written down as someone who produced it but outside of that like there's no other obligation for you to like go back to the producer if you paid for a service so mm. It's the same with all artwork. Like once you've paid for the service, unless it was formally agreed upon beforehand, they can't mm -hmm. retroactively change the agreement. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. But, but, yeah, make some knickknacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can totally come back um, on our podcast or whatever, because uh, mm -hmm. this will be a podcast episode next year okay. at some point. Um, yeah. So thanks, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs>